This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Beginning of 2020, I dove like face first into regenerative medicine. Um, regenerative medicine is more about how do we make your body an efficient machine naturally and defend against foreign enemies like it was supposed to. Mm. Oh, and that's what I'm seeing now, right? I'm like, everyone's getting on their health game. America's going to bed earlier at night. Less people are drinking alcohol and poisoning themselves, so. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm your host, as always, Sean Kelly. Got with me someone I consider a friend. I have very few of those. Matthew Morgan. How's it going, man? Good, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Appreciate you. Dude. Yeah, dude. I keep my circle tight, and you've been with me for five years. So Yeah. Yeah, we met at uh, an event Yeah, and uh, just hit it off, and, you know, dude, I always... like minds attract. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how we met, actually? Uh, I know it was at that event in L.A., but I don't remember, like, specifics. Dude, I always tell people this story. So we met on a bus to Dan Blazarian's house. Yeah. And you were giving me advice on uh, staying single. <laughs> and now here we are with four-year relationships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've both been in four-year relationships. Yeah, but dude, what you been up to lately? I know you just moved out here. Yeah, man. So I was in Miami the last three years um, because of all the nonsense. So I wanted to go somewhere where there was no restrictions. Um, so, and I always wanted to try Miami and the East Coast and everything. I've always been on the West Coast. So went out there from 20 to 23. Um, had enough of all that, so yeah. headed back to West and decided to land in Las Vegas. Let's go. Yeah. So West Coast versus East Coast. What side are you picking? Ah, uh, bro, I'm West Coast all day. Okay. Um, I was born and raised in the West, right? Yeah. And um, Montana, right? Montana. So it's next to Idaho and Washington, um, which doesn't seem like the West Coast when you think of Montana, but it is. Yeah. And then lived in Phoenix and Vegas and L.A. and Orange County and San Diego. So I've I've been in the southwestern mix for over 10 years. Um, I left Montana in 2010. So it was, um, uh, I like the West Coast for a lot of reasons. Um, the, the mindset, mm -hmm. people are much nicer. They're much happier. There's a lot more like forward thinking innovation. Mm. I think the food's better, as weird as that <laughs> sounds. <laughs> um, if you pick the right cities, traffic's not as bad. Because right. everything's like, this episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. 
condensed yeah in, in, in the east la is terrible but other than that yeah la is wicked uh san fran's pretty tough but for the most part i mean for the quality of life that you get traffic is much lower yeah i'm conflicted i mean i grew up in in jersey east coast i like east coast people yeah They're very direct very direct very hard knocks yeah, yeah but i feel like west coast does have an edge business-wise i agree I, I think a lot of the ideologies and innovation comes out of the west and then pushes east from yeah, what i've seen for sure so where's been your favorite state out of everywhere um i mean i love the weather of southern california i don't like the politics but if <laughs> if it was conservative and there wasn't the crazy traffic i'd definitely be in southern california um there's certain things i loved about phoenix and scottsdale there's things i love about vegas i'm back here right so this yeah. is the city i picked to to reside in so that must mean something for sure where are you on the political spectrum um i try not to identify with political party but i'm very patriotic towards america mm. um it's a good answer <laughs> yeah. i'm a big you know american supporter I, it the, uh, america's been a vehicle for me to come from lower class to upper class and, and fulfill all of my dreams right. and do anything i want to do i don't most countries you could never do that hell no yeah it'd be very hard yeah and they they want to keep it like that right yeah. the elites want to stay very solidified on the top and then all of us peasants kind of fight around for crumbs on the bottom mm -hmm. and they make it hard too but what do you think got you out of that was it people you surrounded yourself with they make it hard man and they're they're trying to change things as fast as they can to cement themselves into elitism and keep all of us peasants fighting for the breadcrumbs like i said but um i started reading a lot of books when i was young um you know think you grow rich mm -hmm. rich dad poured out how to win friends and influence people and then it just kept rolling from there and then when I was 25, I got my first real like concrete mentor. And, um, you know, by 27, I was like a, a millionaire. So damn. Yeah. What was that mentor in the cannabis space? No, he was just an entrepreneurial mentor. Uh, he was doing classes and um, I stumbled in his class one day. Shout out to the Science of Scaling podcast hosted by Mark Roberge. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO and senior lecturer at Harvard Business School, interviews some of the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling company growth. He recently had on the head of sales from OpenAI, and that was a very interesting episode on the future of AI. Listen to the science of scaling wherever you get your podcast today. Last one day, I hated classroom environments. But <laughs> he was like, hey, what does everyone do for a living? There's like 50 entrepreneurs, and I'm like, I'm Matt Negropod. And he's like, oh God, who's this kid? It's 2010. Yeah. And so he's like, after, uh, stay after class. I want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble again. I don't even like go to a school. Yeah. And then I, t I brought him to my cultivation and everything and showed him. And he's like, oh my God, like this is like a real operation. Yeah. So from that day forward, we were just together every day. We still talk um, two, three, four times a week. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like a lot of your successes, you're really good at timing industries. Yeah, I, I feel like I have a weird way of seeing into the future mm. um, before most people and seeing through like the, the blurred vision of what's going to happen. And so like in 08, I was like, it's going to be cannabis is the next big thing. And everyone's like, dude, you're 23 years old and you're crazy. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'm telling you guys. And then lo and behold, you know, here it we are. A multi -billion dollar. Yeah, it's and I, I said since 08, I'm like, this will be as bigger, bigger than alcohol. And everyone's like, you're so out of your mind. And Lo and behold, like that's did probably, it pass alcohol? It will. Wow, it's it's on a trajectory to pass alcohol. That's insane. Yeah, by 
I don't even know. I don't keep up to, up to date like with the facts like I used to, but I think probably by like 2030 to 35 surpass alcohol. Especially with this new health trend because people are- Bro, and that's what I'm seeing now, right? I'm like, everyone's getting on their health game. America's going to bed earlier at night. Less people are drinking alcohol and poisoning themselves. So um, I really, in 20, the beginning of 2020, I dove like face first into regenerative medicine. Yeah, so what is that exactly? So basically you have traditional medicine, which involves a lot of synthetic pharmaceuticals. Um, it's almost like trying to put a bandaid over a, a gunshot wound. Right. Um, regenerative medicine is more about how do we make your body an efficient machine naturally and defend against foreign enemies like it was supposed to, mm. right? So you take things in your body that are already naturally occurring and you increase the levels. Whether that be NAD plus or human growth hormone right. or testosterone, or a plethora of other peptides. There's over 700 peptides in your body Jeez. that naturally occur, stem cells, right? Yeah. So you increase all these things and then you become bulletproof and then you don't have to worry about, or you know, you have a much less likelihood of things like cancer and mm -hmm. diabetes and heart disease um, and the things that are the number one right. in not only the world, but specifically American society. Our diet, the American diet is horrible. Terrible. Yeah, you've sent me your daily supplement list. It's pretty, it's pretty it's intense, extensive. Bro. Yeah, I'm an extremist, right? So when I get into <laughs> something, I, I go all in. Yeah. Um, and really, I don't take any synthetic pharmaceuticals. Before I got on this quest, I was, I was like, I worked 12, 14 hours a day, and then I'd go out and celebrate and party at night. And so I was burning the candle at all ends of the stick, and I would get deathly ill, you know, two, three, four times a year, like yeah. in bed for two weeks because I never gave my body adequate rest or proper nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been sick in four years. Wow. Like, and I still, you know, I'm still have five companies going. I'm, you know, I'm still doing my thing. I don't really go out and party and socialize anymore. I, I still socialize, but I don't party anymore. Right, right. Um, so you cut alcohol completely? Yeah, like, you know, uh, maybe once in a blue moon if we're celebrating, I'll have like a, a drink or two, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But not hitting nightclubs multiple times a month like I used to. Yeah, it used to be big and party. Yeah, I was, I was a party boy and coming from a farm in Montana, like you don't get to see all that stuff. So when I had access to all that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, do you see regenerative medicine ever becoming legal because of big pharma? So the FDA just sent out a big warning to a lot of uh, compounding pharmacies saying you have to stop compounding all these peptides by this date. And I think it's like, Damn. I think it was the end of October. You serious? Yeah, and so... I don't know. You know, I think I think big pharma wants to keep Americans sick and alive. Um, I think they want to keep them all on as many synthetic pharmaceuticals as they possibly can. That's It has nothing to do with what's best for humans. It has everything to do with the bottom line. What's Money. their profit? It's terrible, man. Yeah, it should never be how the world works. But, um, you know, I'm very weary of traditional medicine at this point from everything that I've researched and seen. Yeah. And how much better. Like, I feel better at 38 than I did at 20. You know, it's nuts, it's, it's crazy. Dude, they put me on Xanax at 20. Same, bro. Like, I got addicted to it for sleep for, like, six years. Same, man. Oh, and six years? Damn. Yeah, it took me six years to, to get off, and I, I used cannabis edibles to, to get off of that because my sleep has always been an issue. Yeah. And um, it it takes your personality away. You start to have short-term memory loss. Like, it's a nasty, nasty and it's extremely addictive. Dude. I think they said it's the most addictive substance on the planet. I wouldn't be surprised. I was on it for only a month or two, and that month or two felt like a week. I started forgetting things like where I went to lunch the day before. <laughs> like, so I was like, I have to get off this. Yeah. So um, I think when I was 33 or 34, I, I 
completely got off. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I did a 23andMe test, and it said uh, 40 out of 100 people that shared my genes get depression or anxiety. Really? Isn't that high? That's Yeah, that's really high. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and, you know, you take a little pill called Xanax, and all, your anxiety's completely gone. Yeah. You know, it's the, the benzo blocks those receptors in your brain. Yeah. It's, I, it's evil. Like, all these pain <laughs> these antidepressants. If you look at uh, mass shootings and the uses of antidepressants, that the, the trend line follows each other. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they were related like that. Yeah, because in 1970, there was more guns per household. There was more, excuse me, there was more households with guns mm -hmm. than there are today, like per ratio-wise. Yeah. And there was no mass shootings. Jeez. And you look today, and there's many mass shootings. There's every week, maybe more. And then you ask yourself, well, what changed? Mm. Well, pharmaceutical usage is up like 18,000%. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no one really, people just think takeaway guns, but they don't think about takeaway medicine. Right, and who keeps screaming takeaway guns? The elites and the power-hungry politicians, right? Mm -hmm. Why do they want to take away your guns? Well, then you can't defend yourself. Yeah. That's why the Second Amendment was put there. You know, our Constitution is one of the most well-crafted documents in human history, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So do you believe there's a group of people that run the entire world? I do. I do. And I think that most of them belong, belong to the World Economic Forum. Mm. I've seen people talk about that. And the that. World Health Organization. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get canceled probably <laughs> <laughs> for even mentioning this. But yeah, it's if you dive down that rabbit hole, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy. Um, they want us to own nothing and be happy and eat crickets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is what it is. And they, they truly believe in their minds. These call it hundreds of people they truly believe that they know what's best for everyone and that everyone else is an idiot yeah that we're stupid and we don't know what's best so let us show you and tell you what's best yeah mass programming man yeah i, I look back at my life and i realized i was following a script for 20 years same uh but i i was kind of a troublemaker I was, like i wasn't going to class but i'd go on test days to pass the test mm -hmm. and i really had a trouble buying into their agenda for mm. even when i was young oh, so, so you I, knew i was i didn't know what it was i just i was like i'm not gonna go get a normal job and be happy like i'm i'm not gonna f like conform to what you're telling me right even though i was definitely more on the left side when i was younger because Same. that's what they groom you to do yeah, yeah. and th they have complete control of the school systems right so they groom you to do to be on the far left mm -hmm. and so i definitely was a democrat until i figured out more about business and then that changed everything i'm like this isn't you can't reward everyone evenly. As yeah. good as that sounds, it breaks the whole system. Exactly. So, like, I would love for everyone to, you know, be well off and have nice things. But we're, we're savages at the end of the day, too, right? <laughs> we're like, we came, you know, wherever we came from, we're still animalistic. And so there's got to be a hierarchy. Um, and I think you should be rewarded with how much you give back, how, how much job creation you have, you know, mm -hmm. how much new innovation you create. Like. Elon Musk should should be the richest man in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, he's changing like the future and the way we're we're gonna our trajectory is gonna go, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a so. huge fan of him. I know he gets a ton of hate, but I think he's he's really changing it up. Yeah, and I think like he truly cares about the well being of of mankind. Mm -hmm. I, I do think, you know, some people think that he's doing this or doing that. I out of all the elites and I don't even think he wants to be an elite. You know what I mean? I don't think he wants to be part of their little their little crew. Um, but I do believe at the end of the day, he's doing what he thinks is best for mankind and trying to help our civilization move along in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, 
he didn't need to go buy Twitter and put himself in the crosshairs. You know what I mean? Like right. he became public enemy number one of the left when he did that. For sure. Why would you? Why would you go put in your own money and go syndicate forty four billion dollars and become, you know, enemy number one if you didn't truly care about protecting free speech? Yeah. Yeah, he's like the one saving grace. Him and Trump, I feel like, just speak their mind. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, love or hate Trump. I mean, he's got his own set of issues personally, right? He's yeah. a narcissist at the highest level. <laughs> his ego's the size of Texas, but he truly loves his country. Like, you can tell that he loves his country and he wants to protect, like, what it was built upon. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you look at the other side, like, they want to destroy the very fabric that this country is built on and they want to rebuild it how they think it should be built mm -hmm. but i mean it you you in a very short amount of time in the grand scheme of things 243 years you saw the most powerful well-off unit ever built in human history mm -hmm. right something that would exceed the roman empire and so why did that happen well that happened because of freedom because people were allowed to be rewarded based upon what they brought to the table. Mm -hmm. So when you allow humans to go to their full potential as a 100 million, 200, 300 million unit system, you get the United States. And if they really took all this, if we kept all of our money here and all these political people weren't stealing all this money and shipping it overseas, we would have golden roads. Like the amount, how beautiful this country would be. Like there would be no poverty. There'd be nothing, it'd be like a utopia. Yeah. But they've figured out, the ruling class has figured out how to extrapolate a lot of our money out of the system. Exactly. And now with the currency, it's looking weak. Plus, there's other countries starting bricks. I mean, it seems like they're like all playing together to try to collapse America. And it's such a powerful machine. It takes everyone working in tandem to, to bring it to its knees. Right. Let's keep the borders wide open. You know, let's let as many military age males from all over the world come into this country that have no beliefs about you know american history mm -hmm. let's drain our oil reserves let's try to get into world war three <laughs> let's print six and a half trillion dollars <laughs> and watch inflation roar yeah let's crank the interest rates up to try to fight inflation but we got to keep printing i mean how much debt have they added this year i don't even want to know that, like <laughs> what they've done like the last 90 days is like a run rate of like oh, 10 trillion a year or something they're so never gonna pay it off they're secretly bailing out banks like between me and you i'm you know I'm kind of exiting USD in, yeah. in a major way. Wow. Um, and I'm, I've, I've bought some gold and I've been buying crypto. And I don't know, man. I, my mentor, he's, he'll be 80 next year. He's seen a lot more sunsets than I have, right? But yeah. he's like, will the American dollar collapse? Yes. Will it collapse in my lifetime? No. Will it collapse in your lifetime? Yes. So he says in our lifetimes, the US dollar will collapse. You serious? But Holy crap. that could be 20 years, 30 years. You know, how long... Here's the whole number one question. How long can the government kick the can down the road until they're like, tell the music stops? Because mm -hmm. there's no version of us getting out of this debt hole ever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's impossible. Like, I think there's $280,000 per head in America of debt. Jeez. So there's no way we ever get out of this. And they've gotten us into this mess. So um, I think, you know, guys like you and I just have to kind of see where we're heading and move our chess pieces accordingly. Yeah, I've been stacking gold, stacking silver, stacking crypto. Um, but if the dollar crashes, what would that mean for everything? What would it mean for real estate, everything in the U.S.? I don't know. Um, it's scary to think I, about. I try to think about it. I I think you're obviously, it's not even a question, you're much better off being asset heavy mm -hmm. and cash poor yeah. because those assets still have a real world value. Like let's say you have a cash flowing business. 
No, you have, an, you have a value flowing business. So let's say you sell shirts and you mm -hmm. sell a million dollars in shirts a year. Just because that million, that piece of paper that we all had faith in, that wasn't backed by anything, it collapses. There's still got to be an exchange for a value of something. People are going to come with gold or they're going to come with crypto or they're going to come with something to still buy your service or your product. Mm -hmm. So you have a value flow regardless of what the value exchange is. There's still going to be an exchange. Right. But I mean, the dollar collapses, maybe ammunition becomes a currency because things get so bad. I know gold used to be the main currency, right? Yeah, because it had a scarcity factor, right? There was only so much. They could only mine so much. And it had a real-world value. And it's a you know conductor of electricity, whether we like it or not. So right. there was a lot of real-world applications where you could use gold. And there was only so much of it that they could find. So it's like, yeah, let's use this as a real currency. And that's it's been a currency for, what, thousands of years. Yeah. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below, and here's the episode, guys. Yeah. Wow, this is all fascinating. So if you plan on having kids right now, it's going to be a, a very scary time to raise a family. I mean, if we... My personal belief is that if we don't elect Donald Trump in 24, like, it's the end of the free world. <laughs> if Biden gets reelected? Yeah, and, you know, I I personally just, I'm like a data guy, right? I don't go off emotion. Mm -hmm. I go off logic. And so I look at all the data stats, and I'm like, it, it, in my opinion, it's virtually impossible that he won the 2020 election. Right. It's just off data. Yeah. Um. I think that they're capable of almost anything because if they lose the repercussions could be staggering to them mm -hmm. um, from jail time to who knows, right? Yeah, there's a lot on the line. Yeah, so they're, I think they're willing to do anything to maintain it control. Maybe that's World War III and we don't have an election. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe it's, I, I thought it was going to be another pandemic, but I think they did a little bit of test runs and they're like, all right, no one's going to go for this. Didn't work. This yeah, they're right? like, these people are just, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think there's a lot on the line in 24. Um, I think if we don't all stand up and and push back at whatever their agenda or narrative is, that our children and our grandchildren will live in the most enslaved environment in history, because they'll be completely controlled by technology and AI. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. AI can definitely be used in the wrong way. I feel like everything was just like kind of cool and chill and up in 19. 20 hit the fan. I think they're like, all right, accelerator, let's get the agenda through. Mm -hmm. And now things are just happening so fast. Like chat GPT came out, Bard. Um, and it's just like how things are going is like exponentially fast. Uh, people's voices can be recreated through AI. Mm -hmm. They're making music that would be hit music through AI, right? And it's just like the AI uh, image creators. It's, yeah. it's wild, man. It's like you're going to have a hard time defining what's real and what's not in the future. Yeah, and you're going to have a hard time competing with AI, too. A lot of skills that would get, be a six-figure salary are no longer required. Impossible. Yeah. Like, I can go to, to and write a sloppy letter, right, and go to chat and be like, write this uh, with the same intent as a, you know, uh, English PhD in, in college. And it will spit out the most elegant letter you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, dude, how is a writer going to compete with that over time? And this is like early stages of AI, right? right? What about when this really starts to take shape and gains consciousness and decides it doesn't like humans? You know, I mean. Dude, I know lawyers that have lost their law firms over AI. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I know Elon, who's I consider a very smart man. He's extremely concerned about the future of AI. He keeps mm -hmm. standing up and being like, hey, guys, this is not good. 
this is really bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, didn't he leave OpenAI? Like, he used to be part of it. Yeah, I think he was one of the original funders at like 150 mil. Damn. And then they started monetizing it, and he got upset about that. He's he didn't like, want to monetize it. No, I mean, if you have 300 billion, you want to monetize anything? You know what I mean? He's like, but I don't think Elon even cares about the money that much. It's like a big game to him. He's right. playing chess at like a level no one's ever played before. <laughs> um, it, he's just a fascinating human. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's got this imagination that he can actually execute on. I've never seen a human in history that had that kind of imagination that could actually make it real life. Yeah, when you're that smart, it's usually tough to be able to execute your ideas. The most intelligent people I know aren't that successful money-wise. Exactly. You know what I mean? They're almost like they're missing a piece. Yeah. He's like with his Asperger's and how everything is, all of his cells are put together. It's like a perfect storm. It's so rare to see because usually that people that smart can't articulate. Correct. And he's not the best speaker. You know, you can tell that there's way more going on in his head than he can get out in like an elegant manner. For sure. But um, I don't know, man. Like I like him so much more than the other billionaires, you know, all of them. Yeah, there's not many billionaires that I actually like. I don't I like mean, Bezos, Zuckerberg, Gates. Like, I definitely don't like Gates. <laughs> no, I think, I think he was a decent kid back in the day, and he completely went on the deep end with Dude, success. Dude, I grew up idolizing him. He was in the Guinness Book of World Yeah, Records. and like he was a workaholic, and he built this company called Microsoft, and it was like so innovative, and it was changing our daily lives. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah. And then in about 2013, 14, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, that's earlier than most. Yeah, but he started doing things that were questionable. He's like, I'm going to help mankind with a mankind. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, get, help feed them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. stop trying to change the climate. Like, you're going to release artificial clouds to do what? Like, <laughs> so I don't know. When I hear these kind of things, it's like, so you want to be God, yeah. right? Like, and I think their ego just becomes, they don't even associate with the normal world anymore. They lose sense with reality. Yeah. I don't like what he's doing with the farmland. He's buying it up in like globs. Buying it up and he's putting some weird, have you seen this? He's putting some weird thing on the fruit. No, yeah, I, I heard he's been releasing mosquitoes with like different things to figure it out. That yeah, I don't like. he's doing a lot, man. <laughs> I don't like it. Nonetheless, it doesn't end well for people like us. Yeah, I feel like when you're that rich, why are you trying to do all this? Bro, just go buy an island and live out by Hawaii or something. You know what I mean? And yeah. enjoy the rest of your life and read books and paint. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know till we get there because maybe he got approached by elitists or something. And yeah, I think a lot of that happens, you know. And the whole Epstein Island thing is a is a trip too. It's crazy. And I think they use that as leverage to get people of power to do things that they want. And he was there, right? Yeah, I believe he was on on Epstein's plane, maybe yeah. the island. So they're like, "Hey, we have pictures and videos of you with this. Like, you're gonna do this, or else this is gonna happen." Exactly. I think a lot of closed door discussions happen, and. I think sometimes, a lot of times, people have to do things they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, why was Zuckerberg meeting with the FBI every week? He doesn't seem like a kid that just wants to meet with the FBI every week. Definitely not. They yeah. had something on him. For sure. Yeah. And with cameras everywhere, when you're in a position of power, like, you know, everyone's messed up in their life. So it's like, yeah. they just they just really scroll through all the data sets and be like, all right, got them. Yeah, all you it takes is mean? one little slip up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's re- horrendous. It's bad. And you see these celebrities, one by one, just drop into it. And some of the, like... You know, some of these celebrities that have, like, pretty big legacies, I'm like, why would they do that? Why would they say that? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. They had it. Someone paid him a visit. Dude, the Travis Kelsey one was, was insane. Bad. Like, he had such a good reputation. I was just like, what? That's disgusting. It dude. made no sense. None. When, when I can't connect the dots, I'm like, how, how does my brain not make sense of yeah. this? Dude, what, his, what am I missing? His right? fellow players are dying. 
Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. No sense. Yeah, that one was weird. They must have had some weird stuff on him. <laughs> and around the same time, he started dating Taylor, too. It was just really weird. Very coincidental on the timing. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, with all the crazy stuff happening, uh, you know, in Israel, where are you sort of on that? Again, like... I'm I'm never for innocent people dying. Like I think anytime I see the videos or the coverage, it, it makes me sick. Um, on the other hand, part of me thinks that it's the elites playing a game again mm. to get all of us divided and fighting. Because the more divided and fighting we are as as a race, as humans, the more power they have. Like um, you know, divided we fall, united we stand. Right? It's mm. it's it's like that. As as a unit, we're unbreakable. But when we're fighting and when we're divided, it's they can take complete control while we're fighting. Yeah. So my first question is, uh, how did these rogue parachuters <laughs> breach, you know, the Iron Dome, right? Israel is supposed to have the best defense technology in the world. Right. Right. So they let some paragliders just fly in unbeknownst <laughs> uh, and just start <laughs> people. Um, red flag number one for me. Yeah. You know, uh, it's. This, again, a lot of things don't add up to me. And so how make make it make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I think there's a lot going on behind closed doors that we don't know. That's why it doesn't make sense. For sure. And social media makes you want to pick a side. It amplifies everything, right? So you see some people are diehard Palestine. Some people are diehard Israel. Now we're saying, all right, let's fund Israel as Americans, but let's also keep funding Ukraine. Like it just, it's, it's a slippery slope for us. Yeah. Like, let's stop sending money anywhere. I agree. Let's clean up our own mess. Like, yeah. go to L.A., go to Chicago, go to Baltimore. They're war zones, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, again, I, all I can say is, guys, let's not fight and pick sides here. This is seems architected to me, and they want us to fight. So okay. we all need to come. This is a time when all of us need to come together and be like, we're not going to fight on your behalf. Yeah, I never understood why the U.S. wants to be the world police. I don't get what we get out of it. I think we're protect, protecting and architecting our trade routes, protecting the seas, the shipping, the mm -hmm. oil. So in my opinion, well, there's two things. So first of all, I think it helps us maintain power. Second, I believe that Amer a, a group of elites in America um, are f all for a, an ongoing war machine. Mm. Extremely profitable to be in war, from the manufacturing to supplying different things. Uh, and so I believe that there's a group of people that are very high up in decision makers that want continuous wars. I believe one of Trump's downfalls was that he was like, I'm not going to buy into your war machine. I'm not going to be part of that. He was anti-war, right? Very anti-war. We all should be anti-war because it's the most inhumane thing we can do as human beings with what they do to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and he made it public that he was not part of that. And so... And he did that at one of the first presidential debates in 2016 when they were 15, maybe when they were arguing, you know, or debating over who was going to be president. And I think that was the beginning of the end. They're like, we will destroy him. Mm. But if you look during his presidency, it was one of the first times in recent memory that there was no wars. Mm -hmm. There was no wars in the world because yeah, none. believe I mean, like it or not, America has a massive sword, right? Like if we show up at your front door, like. I know when Trump was president, they ran a simulation and the U.S. took on the whole world in war. And they won? It was like an even match. <laughs> That's crazy. Because we were, I mean, we most of our, we have like dozens of military bases around the world. Yeah. And most of those military bases are bigger than most countries' armies. Wow. Yeah. So our defense budget is more than the next five countries combined. 
do you think we overdo it there? A thousand percent. Like, <laughs> put some of that money back into getting the homeless people like rehabilitated back in society. Like, let's 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 put this towards things that actually make a difference. Like, yeah. fighting does nothing except just devastation. So, is it bringing in money? Like, is it profitable? For War? The country? Yeah, massively. Okay, it creates massive industry. So, from a business, look point at of like view. all the government contractors, Lockheed Martin, right? Multi multi billions side deals. It's all about the money. Right. Always follow the money. They just don't care about lives. They just want money. They don't care about anything except power and money. So they're as nasty as Big Pharma then. Well, actually, they're in bed with Big Pharma. You don't think they didn't all get kickbacks during the whole nonsense? Right. The Big Pharma companies had never been more profitable. I than saw they the were. numbers. It was crazy. Their, their revenue's down 95%. And you don't think that the politicians were getting kicked back on all of this? <laughs> they were all buying the stock at the very least. Yeah. Right? Nancy they, Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. How how did Pelosi become worth five hundred million dollars on a hundred eighty thousand dollar year salary? Yeah, I saw that. She she outperforms every hedge fund. There's sites that are dedicated to just following her. Follow her, her trade. Price. She doesn't miss. Yeah. She trades on inside information only. She's not that smart. Yeah. I, I don't. I would argue most politicians are very smart. Yeah. So how do they get around the the insider info? Like they, they basically pass laws for themselves. And what they did is they said, hey, we have too much inside information because we're politicians, but we can't. It's not fair that we can't trade stock. So let's just pass a law that says that we're exempt from inside trading. <laughs> so literally, you can go whisper in Tom's ear and be like, hey, buddy, uh, just to let you know, a pandemic's about to hit. I'd sell all your stock. Yeah. And a lot of them did sell their stock right before the wow. pandemic hit. And they get no penalty for it. No, any any normal person would be in prison for years for inside trading. Yeah, so this country's built on just connections and relationships. Yeah, it's it's built on schemes. <laughs> but our country used to be very solid, you know? Like, we would have never got to where we are today if we didn't have, like, a very strong, like, machine moving forward. It's just gotten super corrupt over the last... I would like to say, or since World War II is when probably corruption started, and now it's like, if corruption was a one then, it's like... A, a thousand now. Yeah. It's just a broad day. You take now. a dollar, next year you take two, next year it's ten, next year it's a thousand, right? And yeah. they just keep ramping it up. Oh well we took a thousand and not no repercussions. Yeah. Let's take a million. Wasn't there like a billion missing from something? <laughs> I saw that in the news. Uh there was trillions missing when the <laughs> when the planes hit the twin towers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they scrubbed like two trillion or something off the balance sheet, the Fed. Jeez. Like if we did that, we'd be in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's I don't know, man. I've I've lost faith in a lot of things that I thought were very strong and solidified when I was yeah. younger. So if Trump doesn't win, you're out of this country. Where do you go? <laughs> I mean, the protector of the free world is America. Yeah. So there's no high ground at that point. Maybe Dubai. I mean, yeah, but China could come in and take Dubai in one minute. That's like true. you're with us now. Yeah. So um, I don't know what happens. I I see. Massive confrontation in the future, uh, yeah. internally in America, because the haves and the have-nots are getting farther and farther away. Yeah. The, the wealth disparity is growing, the gap. Mm -hmm. um, and normally in a society when that happens, um, civil unrest unwinds and violence erupts. Yeah, it just happened in Bolivia like 30 years ago. I just saw that. So America's heading towards that trajectory. I, I, I think we can still course correct, but I think our days are limited for, for that. Yeah. Well, great episode, man. Anything you want to close off with or promote? Man, I just, uh, thanks for having me on. You know, great catching up with you as always. And uh, yeah, have a uh, new peptide company. You know, as we're talking about peptides, it's thehealthguys.com. So go check it out and 
get on, get on the wave. Yeah, I'm gonna try those out if they're still legal. <laughs> yeah, no f right? right. Well, there's there's new ones, so we're on to the next. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Thanks for watching, guys. As always, see you next time.